Hello friends, Sagan here. Welcome back to Indie Author Weekly, where I share my behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. If you are new to this podcast, I am a productivity strategist for multi-passionate creatives at saganmorrow.com. I help people manage their time and energy effectively through customized, actionable strategies that work for your unique life and business. When I'm not teaching about productivity to solopreneurs, I spend my time writing romance novels and occasionally business books. And that is what this podcast is all about, the adventures of the author life. Now let's get into this episode of the Indie Author Weekly podcast. Today, I want to share a few tips for how to organize the structure of a nonfiction book. I tend to focus much more on the fiction side of things in this podcast, um, since I do write, you know, these romance novels, the Polyamorous Passion series. Um, They're kind of my, my main focus with writing books. But fun fact, the first book I ever published was a nonfiction book. It's called The Business of Writing and Editing, Practical Tips and Templates for New Freelancers. It's available at your favorite ebook store, or you can grab your copy at saganmorrow.com books, and I will drop the link in the show notes. Now, I thought that this was a really important, uh, an important topic to share about because there are so many different ways that you can organize the structure for a nonfiction book. Storytelling isn't just for fiction. In fact, I would argue that storytelling is extremely important in nonfiction, too. Writing nonfiction can be an art, just as much as writing fiction. There are many factors to consider when you are writing your nonfiction book, and depending on how you structure it, you will either make it more accessible and empowering to your reader, or it will fall flat. Structure matters. How you organize information and relay it to your reader can be the difference between them getting a ton of value from your book or leaving them confused and dissatisfied. With that in mind, here are a few of the things you'll want to consider when you are organizing the structure of a nonfiction book. I have four tips for you today. Tip number one, figure out the core purpose of the book and the message you want to convey. Why are you writing this book? What do you want to achieve with it? What message do you want to share with the world? At this stage, you can also think about whether this book is more informational or instructional or a bit of both. Do you want people to think about things from a new perspective? Do you want them to take specific action? Depending on what your core purpose is with the book, that could have a really big difference in how you structure it. For example, I took two different approaches with a couple of my business books. The Business of Writing and Editing is part memoir, part how-to guide. It provides step-by-step practical instructions while also filling in the gaps with personal anecdotes. On the other hand, another business book of mine, Begin Your Biz in 15 Minutes Per Day, Your Freelancing Tips Starter Kit, is very much all about the action. It literally provides you with a year's worth of 15-minute action steps you can take for your business every single day. 
The entire focus of the book is empowering freelancers to make progress with your business. So because of that, it is straight to the point. There aren't anecdotes or personal stories included throughout. And again, if you're interested in learning more about that book, it's available on most ebook stores, or you can grab a copy at saganmorrow.com books. Okay, so after figuring out the core purpose of the book and the message you want to convey, we move on to the next tip. Tip number two, identify who your target reader is. This is absolutely going to affect how you structure your book. For example, with the business of writing and editing, I created it specifically for people who are thinking about starting their freelance business. It made a lot of sense to share stories and anecdotes so that readers can get a real-life understanding of what goes into being a freelancer and prepare accordingly. On the other hand, Begin Your Biz in 15 Minutes a Day is much more for the busy, overwhelmed freelancer who has no idea what to prioritize from one day to the next and really feels like they have zero time on their hands to start or grow their business. As you can see, figuring out where these two different kinds of readers are at in their freelancing journey and what they are currently experiencing with pain points and why they might want to pick up this book had a really big influence on my choice for how to structure the book. Remember, how you choose to structure your book will have a direct impact on how effective and useful the book is for your reader. Tip number three, choose your writing style and voice. Do you want to be a reassuring voice? Do you prefer, do you prefer a more casual or a more formal address? Are you more interested in getting straight to the point or incorporating a lot of storytelling? How will you convey your expertise? Are you writing in your own first-person voice or are you a detached third party? Is this book more of an academic textbook style or can the layman get a lot from it? Again, think back to your core message and purpose with the book as well as who your reader is when you are figuring this out. Tip number four, outline the key points you want to include. I typically like to do this as sort of an early version of the table of contents, but you could even use mind mapping as a tool for organizing your ideas. Learn more about that process in episode 44 of this Indie Author Weekly podcast. The idea here is that you are getting a bird's eye view of everything that goes into the book. And keep in mind who your target reader is, what will be most helpful for them. When you outline the key points, is your message and purpose with this book still clear? Is there anything you need to change about your writing style and voice to accommodate this? Once you outline the key points, you might realize that some elements of the book can be structured differently than others. For example, in the business of writing and editing, it made sense to include different parts as anecdotes versus bulleted lists versus an actual template at the back. A sample business plan, a sample business plan template went, went into the appendices, whereas an overview of what to include in your business strategy became a bulleted list, and I shared personal examples and real-life case studies of marketing my freelance business throughout the chapters. By the way, 
If the whole business planning things sounds like something that you're interested in, then I do recommend that you grab a copy of The Business of Writing and Editing at saganmorrow.com books. And you can also check out my business planning retreat workshop, which is a video training on that same subject at saganmorrow.com retreat. So there you have it. Four tips for structuring your nonfiction book. To recap, tip number one, figure out the core purpose of the book and the message you want to convey. Tip number two, identify who your target reader is. Tip number three, choose your writing style and voice. Tip number four, outline the key points you want to include. And that is it. There you go. How to structure your nonfiction book. Now, I would love to hear your thoughts on all of this. Have you thought about writing a nonfiction book? And do you find that the way a book is structured is important to you when you are reading nonfiction? Connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at SaganLives to chat about it. And you can send me a message on either of those platforms if you have requests for future episode topics too. The more you tell me what you would like to see more of on this podcast, the better I can accommodate that. You can also submit your questions or topic ideas anonymously at saganmorrow.com question. If you enjoyed this episode, please take two minutes to share this podcast on social media and rate it on Apple Podcasts. Anytime you share it or leave a rating or a review, it helps more listeners find the Indie Author Weekly podcast, so every bit counts. I really appreciate your support. By the way, you can access complete word-for-word transcripts of this episode and all past episodes, plus sample chapters of my books and a few other bonuses and goodies on the secret version of this podcast. Get access to all of that at saganmorrow.com slash secret podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the Indie Author Weekly podcast, and I will see you in the next episode.